three and oh, baby. Three and oh. Who would have thought? And and we will get into this later, but listen to this. The Eagles are favored, the only team in the NFL, the only team in the NFL that is favored in every single one of their remaining matchups. That's pretty insane. It's an ugly three and oh, though. I mean, yeah, 24 points only scored in the second half. That was that was pretty bad. But we'll, we'll get into the woes later. It's time for our first segment of the show. Jackson, tell them what time it is. Time for Weekly Call-Ins. Uh-huh. Sponsored by LD Alburritos. Hit that intro. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, LD Alburritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face asking how your day is, but their food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless. Go Birds. We got the one and only Fitzy. Give me that bird call. <laughs> How we doing, Fitz? What up, guys? What it do? What's up, Fitz? What it do, guys? How y'all doing, man? Good. Fantastic. It's nice being free now. Hell yeah. I just got on the phone with a Cowboys fan. This motherfucker's delusional. <laughs> Talking about Dak Prescott's going to come back and play us. And he's, whatever, man. Whatever. They're always we'll delusional. Yeah, go get you a good. Ah. First of all, that was just my mistake for just talking to a Cowboys fan. But that is that is true. That was your first mistake. Yeah. Talking to a Cowboys fan is the equivalent of masturbating with a cheese grater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I first things first, I need an update. When's the rain check for the game, man? You don't want to refund all them people for them tickets. Yeah. Yeah, Zeph, what is it? I'm ready. I, I, I'm I, ready I, whenever. I, I will say yes, my Josh. Uh, I will sub in if anybody needs me to sub in. He's holding now. Oh. DJ, you're good. That would ruin the whole joke. Hey, Fitzy, I'm down for it. This kid is being a little bitch. My bone is like popping up. Um, we're, we're Tell him that Kurt Angle won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. We can run out YMCA. Like we have options. We'll have a <laughs> we'll have we'll have a podcast meeting and we'll decide. Dope. Go ahead. My, my question for you guys. How how much worse can them other two guys that we have be? Not to replace Covey yet in the kick return. Yeah, I think pretty bad. I also think you have to like like Devontae Smith took a random bum return on Sunday. Um don't put him back there, right? man. No, no, okay, yeah, that's why I was like he's he might legit be the best back there, but like it's not worth him getting hurt. I don't even think it's worth Quez Watkins getting hurt to be bro. Covey has he probably has to have a mind of like a hundred and five year old man. Every time I see him get the ball, I feel it in my heart. Like, this could be the last time we see this guy on the field. He just gets murdered every time. No, for for sure. Like, we were at the game on Sunday. Granted, Covey's fast, right? But he got manhandled every time he got tackled. He's so small. Like, he just got picked up and get dropped. Um, I'd rather have somebody like that returning it because I want to injure our, our key receivers or whoever we put back there. Oh, brother, because one day he's going to cost us a game. That's true. Yeah, That's yeah. Because he's he's like one of those like test dummies you, you see in like those car commercials for the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he With did. With a seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> one day he's going to cost us a game because I, I give him credit. I give him credit. You don't fumble. Well, one time he is, and he, yeah. nobody can keep taking hits like that. Are you, hey Fitz? Are you happy with this three and record? Um, I, I'm not, uh, because we haven't really been playing really good football. We play two quarters of good football, and then either the first half we blow up, and this has been happening since last year. So I, I'm not sold yet. Until we put at least a field goal or a point on the board after halftime, then I'll be set. 
But how do you feel? Um, I'm not. I'm ecstatic, obviously, because we're undefeated. But I'm not really too discouraged because they didn't really play during the preseason. You understand? So it's going to take the team a while to gel. Plus, I've been an Eagles fan for about 30 years. Yeah. Usually, yeah. we play good three quarters and they come back and beat us in the fourth. And that's so, what hurts about because, uh, yeah, we we won by field goal against the Lions. We won 24-7 to the Vikings. We won uh, it 24-8 against the Redskins. I'm sorry, Commanders. But if we play a better competitor and, like, we play the same way and we play like that, we're going to get screwed. I think it's not it's not a talent issue, though. We, we obviously see the talent is there. They just got to gel. And by the looks of our schedule, we could kind of play in gel for, for 17 weeks into the playoffs. Like, we got to test maybe in Green Bay. Dallas, people are sleeping on Dallas, but I think – that can get the boot pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, we always split one and one with the Cowboys, typically. Yeah, so, I'm not concerned with the Giants because we'll but, shut all that uh, nonsense they got down. Plus, they lost Shepard, yeah, so yeah, I'm not yeah, really Daniel concerned. Jones. He's still ass. I don't, I don't like Daniel Jones at all. But <laughs> he's gonna be good. As, as as bad as our deficiencies are in the second half, it's not a team in the NFC that I'm petrified of. Not even in the box, and they murdered us last year. Yeah, I mean, last last thing, and then uh, Fitzy, when I, we're gonna move on. I think we're the best team in the NFC. Oh right yeah, now. right down. now, right now. Oh, yeah, hands down. Imagine when they click. Exactly, it's gonna be game over. Yeah, for sure. Well, Fitz, do you have any other th- other things for us to ask or anything like that? No, man. I just appreciate your time, man. Just like to send a shout out to you guys. Shout out to Zay from Sports Cranium, Jay Hood, my nephew Miles Morales, the whole commission squad. One yes. love is oh, always yes. love. Well, Fitzy, yeah, we love yeah, you. That, that, that new commission show coming soon, man. We see okay. y'all there. Sounds good, yeah. Fitzy. We love you. Bird call. I love that man. He's yeah, always he's awesome. on this show. Love Fitz, man. He's, he is the man. Um, we always do these two segments together, but they go together so well. Time for Phillies talk with Bob Tani. Junior Stitch. And that segment is sponsored by Chalkboard. If you guys haven't joined the Chalkboard, the link is in the bio. The link should be in this description. The link is pretty much everywhere. Hit the link tree and then join the Chalkboard. We get paid. One love. As Fitzy said, help your boys out. Tommy boy, take it away. What's going on, Dutchie? First off, I have to I have to give a shout out to one of our more loyal fans that, that's been contacting me through my sister. Um I gotta give a shout to Senor Ventini, Dutch. You remember? Oh really? Yes, of course. Senor Senora's been listening in lately. Hey so I just wanted fan to of the show? give her a good fan shout out. Um we appreciate anyway, that. Yes. Go um, Sally's. Go Sally's, indeed. Um, although she's a Padua now. Um, go Padua. <laughs> go Padua. Anyway, get to our main topic, and I'll be quick. I promise. Like la- like the last time, two weeks ago. All right, so we control our own destiny. Our magic number is seven. What does that mean? We need a combined seven wins from the Phillies and, and, loss- and losses from the Brewers. So – if the Brewers lose four and we win three, we're in, essentially, in these last nine games. Right now, it's not looking too good with the Brewers up one nothing, and we are currently tied with the Cubs 1-1. Um, so that magic number is not going to go down anymore. Or we, we could hopefully get it down to six with a win tonight. If we get the Brewers to lose, that gets it also down to five. We control our own destiny. However, the September collapse looks very real as usual. Uh, uh, for the Phillies the last 10 years. Um, they blow it against uh, the Braves. It was twice. They only took, I think, one out of four, two out of, uh, I don't know. Uh, and then now they are they blew it last night against the Cubs to, with a 2-1 loss, and now it's 1-1 in this game. So they control their own destiny. 
They literally just have to win ball games and not do it. And like, that's what it comes down to. It's just winning ball games at this point. Um, nothing special. Harper's kind of starting to look like a disaster since coming back. Veerling's hot, but because we paid Cassiano so much, all of a sudden he's got to play instead of Veerling. It's a It's starting to look like a big September disaster again. Hey, Tommy, how was Dollar Dog Night last Wednesday? Oh, it was great. Tons of how dogs. Did you eat? I only had four because Aaron <laughs> ran out of dogs. I what? waited. Yeah, I wait. Right, listen to this. How can you run out of hot dogs? I waited in line for half an hour for these hot dogs with my buddy Rob. Oh, thank you, Crossing Broad, for the tickets too. They were free tickets from Crossing Broad. Um, um, they uh, uh, so we waited in line for half an hour in section two hundred nine, and I get I literally just my luck. I get to the front of the line. They're out of dogs. They're like, it's going to be a 20-minute wait. I would get something else other than hot dogs. Hugs. And and that that's what the Airmark people are shouting at us. It's dollar dog night. The one thing I came here for was a hot dog. I know it's not the Airmark workers who are th- that we all see at the game's fault. It's management's fault. Management should have had more dogs ready. Management should have provided these workers... With more dogs. Looks, management at Aramark should stop being so cheap. If they were cheap at management. They're cheap at at the at the at the stadiums. Aramark needs to get out of this city. Aramark is the worst part. Aramark represents all right, all right, enough about Aramark. I want to paint you a picture, Tom. Fall is in the air. It's a it is disaster. 2011. Little Tommy, I think, is at school. I won't say what school. I won't say the name of your middle school unless you want to say it. In Pennsylvania. Um, and, and you're right there. And you know what's happening in October of 2011, Tom? The Philadelphia Phillies are red hot on fire. You're a Chris 13 years old. Changes are going on in your life. But big changes because the Philadelphia Phillies are about to win the World Series. And you know what? Flash forward 11 years later, right? Since what? They won the World Series? It's been 14 years. They won in 08, bud. Yeah, Yeah, you screwed that up. You, uh, oh hey, hey, Dawn, hey, Dawn, you're canceled. Goodbye. Goodbye. Next topic. <laughs> what I miss? <laughs> he, he thought the Phillies won in 2011, not 2008. Yeah, he, he, he's a, uh, interesting. Anyway. Fake Philadelphian. I guess we can move on to the next topic. I, I guess that's a good transition as any. Oh, Jack. I don't want to talk oh. about it. Uh, yeah, Jack, you're talking so much crap about my team, and we busted. I was yes, this week. I was making we such a comeback, Monco, and then Debo Samuel died. The Monco Monarchs, the better county than Delco, scumbag Delco. Um, we're three and zero right now, just like the Eagles. So, hey, let's keep on rolling. Hey, let's keep on going. And, yeah. In all seriousness, uh, this is Josh's topic. Everyone. Keep Josh's family in your prayers because they are in Florida right now with the hurricane. So that's why he's not here right now. He's on the phone with his uncle. Uh, so make sure you ask how he's doing because – and also his his grandfather may, may lose his house and then his parents' house may also be gone. So keep him in your prayers for sure. Um, but, yeah, we can go back to this. Um, get off a of, – let's go on a better note. Um, so bring that top back up. Bring that graphic back up. Don, you want to talk about your your uh your loss? All right, I'll try to do my like I like Jack said. Yeah, please please pray for Josh. Please pray for everyone in Florida with everything that's going on with Ian. But um, I got my ass kicked. Uh, I thought I was going to be three and zero with the only team that's three and zero in the league, the Monco Monarchs. Uh, Monco is just gone off every week. I don't know where my team was this week. Apparently non-existent. Uh, Bartle do. Going off, I want to highlight that. Very good. I think two and one now for South Jersey Bartle do. And then the feelers, Arrow, believe it or not, dropping down to 0 and 3. Kind of hard to believe that. Uh, Arrow knows a lot about football. So don't sleep on Arrow making a comeback. 
Uh, but Dan's God Squad. Let's talk about that. Uh, that game right there. Hey, there it is. All right. I thought you beat. I thought you beat Dan the first two weeks. I, I did. did. And then this week, I'm making a comeback, and Debo Samuel gets hurt the be- to start the second half. Sounds like a Delco disaster to me. <laughs> yeah. Monaco, as usual, built built off of stealing from others. Classic, classic, right? Classic. I mean, there were a lot of good games this week. Um, at the end of the day, I believe Josh is what is Josh one and two or uh, two and one, Jack? One. Dan's check. God Squad, I believe, is what one and two. He's one and two now. That he was zero and two going into that game. What's Delco? Zach is two and two one. Now. So right now the standings are Dawn's two and one. Um, Zepp's two and one. They're tied for total points. Um, wow, that's interesting. Delco Scumbags is one and two. Matranga, one and two. Monaco Monarchs. I literally would be two and one if I played anyone but you uh, week one. What were you saying though, Jack? (laughs) Yeah, so KJ, three and oh, AJ, two and one, me, one and two, and then Arrow, oh, and three. Um, so that is the update for this league. Yeah, no, I got, I got my ass. Who plays, who plays this week? If you have it up, give us the games this week. Cause I know I play you this week and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Honestly. I mean, that's just a fact though. Yeah. So it's, it's Dalton versus me. It's arrow versus Dan. It's, a w. it's KJ versus Josh. It's AJ versus, um, what's his face? Tommy. So. You know, don't. I'm not gonna say anything because I talked a lot of shit last week and got my ass handed to me. So, uh, may may we have a good match, and uh, I hope the best best winner wins for sure. Well, you're gonna be a gentleman about it now because you want to win, and you hope that karma gets on your side. I'm gonna kick your ass, Stuart, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> but don't, my mate, my main bet is still is still alive. I'm still beating Dan total points. Overall points. Yeah, so, all right, we'll see at the end of the year. This, moving on, this is going to be good. Uh, WP is very excited to come back to Philly. Um, I think he's not going to get booed as, say, Carson Wentz were to come to Philly at all. Uh, but this is going to be a game. I mean, all these games leading up to, you know, every game we have is going to be a good game. And I think this is going to be a close game. Um, WP is coming yeah. And he's going to uh, show up and try to show who's boss. His statue's out, out front. So we'll see what happens. Breaking yes. news: Breaking news: The Phillies are losing four to one. Yes. Zep, Zep what do you think is going to happen with Dougie P? This oh, week? I am so sorry. I had to take um, a family issue. Yeah, we already talked about it. Um, yeah, first up, I love Dougie P. He will always have a special place in our heart. We better give him a standing ovation. I mean, like it's not like he like is coaching like an NFC team where it's like, oh my god, we have a like he's coaching the Jags. Like we, we can respect Dougie P. We can give him the credit he deserves. KJ? Yeah, I think it's gonna be a pretty cool reunion. I really hope that the Philly fans really respect what Dougie P did for our city and he brought us our first Super Bowl. And they don't just decide to boo him. And I mean, me, Dutch, and Jack were at the Washington game and we saw the kind of uh feedback Carson Wentz was getting. So, I mean, I don't want to say what people were saying, but it was some very dirty things. Um, you were saying the same stuff too, buddy. Not all – no, not all of it, no. Not all of it. I didn't say the other stuff. <laughs> I didn't say that bad, okay? I wasn't that bad. Okay, okay. okay guys, I think KJ's worst was, fuck you, Carson. That was KJ's worst. <laughs> Well, that was, okay. That's well, not that bad, though. That's not that bad. But there's children around, guys. When we're at the games, there were not around. any. There were no <laughs> children around. There was a Giants fan yeah, around. No there was a Brady fan around. There were no children. You yeah, said no that at the Phillies game too, and there were plenty of children at the Phillies game. So we saw no. I I think we saw no children in that section. I swear to God, there was sure, no children. Sure, sure. Yeah. T. Nothing. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I'll say it's going to be a cool reunion, and I'm excited. See, like, I don't I don't see, like, that Doug did anything really wrong here. Like, 
Give him his applause. He won you a Super Bowl. He's the only coach to win us a Super Bowl. Is Sirianni a better coach than him? I think that if he wins a Super Bowl, yes. But, (laughs) mm, nah, actually, no. I don't think he is. No, no. Not yet. Not not yet. yet. Potentially, maybe. Way so we got the short end of the stick, and Tom's right. It was our fault. Doug, Doug should not have gotten kicked out, and that's a great point. And also, Doug, Doug, like Loki, kind of quit. Like he, like he technically got fired, but like he, he was given the opportunity to change some philosophies, and he was like, no. So then he quit. I really so. want to know, like, what was all said in the board? Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't seeing eye to eye with the management. Out and he quit. If we all remember correctly. Um, if we all remember correctly, the front office was pressuring him and trying to like call the shots and overstepping their bounds a bit. It, and he was like, I want to, I want to be the coach making the coaching decisions. I don't want to be the one essentially being told what to do. Yeah. So I think it was more, he was forced out because he didn't want to be Howie's puppet and Howie. We, I think we've seen a change tally with Sirianni in that he knows, okay, maybe I shouldn't try to be the puppeteer. Here, let Sirianni do his plant-growing, landscaping thing, thing, and I'll build a team or, uh, build a team for him um, with proper soil and all that. KJ, you should be my puppet. I want to see how it looks. I want to be Howie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, in my opinion, I agree with everything all you guys said. Like, he should get a standing ovation. He agrees to stay here. I mean, look at that record. 53% of games he won. But in the playoffs, man, was lights out. Uh, You know, four for two. That means every, you know, two games you're playing or every three games you're playing, you're winning two of them. That's pretty lights out. Um, I have a lot of respect for Doug, but... I don't know, man. I'm worried that the Philadelphia fans might do something stupid and boo him. He is a better coach, and he did not, did not deserve to get kicked out of this city. That was stupid. And I don't, and I am not even a big fan of Doug Peterson. I actually am his biggest critic, but Doug Peterson is, is a better coach than Nick Sirianni. And I'm not saying Sirianni's bad. I'm just saying it's really a shame what happened to Doug Peterson because. Uh, I think if this, you know, organization would have let him do what he does, we would have had a similar result. I mean, kind of wasted some of the guys' time, like Brandon Brooks, some of Kelsey's best years. We're lucky that Kelsey's still here, but, um, you know, I think that this is unfortunately his last year. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think they might do something stupid and uh, – <laughs> It's it's gonna. It, I mean, honestly, the Jaguars played a good game against the, the Chargers, so I don't think this game's gonna be close. I, I do think it's gonna be a close game. So we'll see what happens, though. The Jags are. They're. I mean, I don't know that they'll make the playoffs, but like they are a good team. Yeah, they could make the playoffs almost eight. because remember the, the twenty three NFC East. They, yeah. The AFC South is kind of like how the NFC East was in twenty twenty. Yeah, their division. Well, they're ranked nine in the NFL right now in this power rankings, according to Pete Prisco. He has them ranked nine. The Jags, which might be a little high, just because of who they've played. Well, going off of that, um, Tom, how really good are the Eagles? I mean, these power rankings. NFL, the NFL Instagram had the Eagles ranked number one. That's the first time I've seen that in a long time. I think that might be the first time I've ever seen that because usually twenty seventeen. They have to put de- – yeah, after they won the Super Bowl, that might have been their final power round. No, they, did, they did it. They did it in 2017. Did I remember. They, yeah. I don't know. They like to disrespect the Eagles. Um, usually they have no to – No one likes us. Judge don't care. No, we're not above us just because is, you know, Jerry's world, they got, you know, they got to do fellatio with him. Um, they – they uh, so – how good are we, though? I don't know. We locked down Justin Jefferson. We had a scare against the Lions, who there were as a, they're they're kind of in the same spot as, la- as they were last year. They were good they're team great. that can't finish games. They still can't finish games after what we've seen the last two weeks after they played us. 
Um, they're ranked 16 in the NFL's power ranking. So there's, yeah, you know, let our, you know they're okay. Minnesota, they have a good offense, and we completely shut down Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. So the defense seems legit. What scares me is that we have, we have what, I think three total – Second half points where we score or we kicked the field goal in the Detroit game. We haven't <laughs> scored in the second half since the Detroit game, which is very concerning. I think it's more play calling than Jalen Hurts not being able to perform in the second half. I think they're more being like, we're up 24. Let's try to melt this clock. Because if you look at their time of possession in the second half, they absolutely dominate time of possession. So I think it's more they're trying to melt the clock than trying to necessarily score points, which it's fine because they're up 24 at that point and they dominated in the first half. But I would like to see some second half points. Yeah, no, I agree with Tom 100%. Because if we are winning, this is like, this may not happen, but if we're winning by 24, say 24 to 7 against the uh, Packers in the first half, and then we don't score any points. Packers are a great team. They're going to put those points up and make it a close game. So the fact that we can't add points on the board after the second half and don't make any changes in our offensive scheme or defensive scheme scares me. Granted, yeah, we're 3-0, and but, I mean, if we played better teams, we would be maybe 0-3. But, like, I think if we can play four quarters of football and Gannon actually has an idea, pressuring the quarterback, doing something – because we saw against the, the Redskins, the Commanders, we brought pressure to Wentz. The game was over, and then we 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 pulled off that. Although we, my one rebuttal, real quick, Jack, is we didn't even need to bring the blitz against the Commanders. They literally just straight up blitzed four or their four defensive linemen, and they were getting to Wentz. It was that dominating of a performance by them. But I'm sorry, go on. No, you're good. I have a good offensive line anyway. So. I uh, and I and like I'm like with Josh. I hate all the hype we're getting, um, because we're getting full of ourselves. And I mean, this could be bad down the road. So, I'm happy with what the how they're playing, but I want to see a little more effort in the second half where we put at least a field goal or a touchdown up on the board. I'm not saying two touchdowns, but at least some points because down the road when we play a better comp- uh, opponent and we don't put any points up and we're up at half game could be changed. Uh, so there's a lot we need to fix um, and fix our schemes on, on in the second half. Yeah, I would totally agree. Um, to be honest, I'm not totally worried about the not scoring in the second half because I feel like I feel like we can turn that on when we need to because like I feel like every team just sucks in the second half we played so far. Um, but I do not like being ranked this high. Low-key, we kind of deserve it with the way we played, but like we – we need to, you know, I just Philly's better when we're underdogs. underdogs. Yeah, when people hate we're on. an underdog city. We think Josh. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts is like a very like stoic, level headed guy. So I like I, I this definitely won't get to his head. Like the power rankings definitely will not affect him, but it could affect other people on the team. But hopefully we just keep winning. Swaggerton. Yeah, hopefully we just keep winning and it doesn't really matter. Do the power mean anything? I mean, I, I don't look at power rankings. I don't either. Thing. I don't like, really I, think. Like, yeah, I, don't really, like, I know who's good and who's bad. They I mean, do. Yeah. I look at them, and I think one thing real quick that I just want to say, let's just think hypothetically, what if the Bills won that game? What would have changed in this power rankings? The Bills would probably be one. The Eagles would probably be two. Three. You could make an argument, I think, that then the Packers could actually be three, and that the – Dolphins could be four, but we'll say that the the Dolphins are three and then the Packers are four. But the Eagles, I'm I'm really with Josh, and I do. It's nice, it's cool, it's very nice to see that on your phone when you're scrolling at work, and and you know you see that the Eagles are number one in the NFL and the NFL power rankings. But what does it mean, Jack? You're right. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. You you still have 16 games to win to be ranked the number one team in the NFL. And then you could even be like the 2018 Baltimore Ravens, TBT, like the best team in the NFL, Lamar Jackson MVP, and then gets knocked out, what, first round of the playoffs? So um, that's football for you, baby. It happens. I suppose. Mr. McCoy, 
Yes. So yeah, let me let me get my input. I think honestly, yeah, it was it was a good game we had against Washington. I think we really got to Wentz. I mean, more than I thought we were going to. And How was that tailgate too? Tell us about that as well. Oh yeah, that tailgate was awesome. And I mean, like me, Jack, and Dole. I mean, that was that was insane. I mean, the the, the time we had there. I mean, there were way more Eagles fans than Washington Commanders fans. I mean, it is literally Lincoln Financial South. It really is. So that was a great – I mean, that was a great event, and I'm, I'm happy I got to go and uh, maybe go for part two next year. So can't wait. But, yeah, let, let's get to uh, what I was saying before. Yeah, I think this team – I think – I don't know. I'm not too much of a power-ranking guy either. That's the thing. So, But I think with what Jack's saying as well – yeah, we gotta we kind of have to wait and see who else we're gonna be playing. I mean, we already know that we're gonna be playing the Packers, uh, some teams like the Steelers, and then we got some other high-powered offenses and defenses and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, they need to keep keep going with the offense. I mean, the wide receivers right now they got a lot of confidence. Uh, Darius Slay's got a lot of confidence as well. And uh, yeah, I think this, as I said before, this Jaguars team though. I don't think we should be like, oh, we're going to kill them by like 40. Because I think Doug Peterson is a good enough coach. I mean, he's already been showing that he's kind of flipped the switch with this organization. So, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited. But I just wouldn't get too full of ourselves yet. I just wouldn't. Because it's just not, it's not worth it. I mean, to see us and the Dolphins at one and two, I mean, it's just weird. I'll tell you that. It's, it's odd. It's very odd. It is odd. I think if you would have told anybody that in the beginning of the year, everybody would have told you that you're, you know, a, a crazy person. Yeah. But I mean, I do have one question for you guys. Tom brought up a good point. Do you think that because it's post Super Bowl that the Eagles show that they're a gritty team, that they're a good franchise, that they can make a run with nothing, uh, that they're more respected now amongst the NFL peers? Maybe that's why we're starting to see them ranked higher than we did because Tom, I know Tom doesn't remember, and I don't blame Tom um, because the Eagles are disrespected a lot. They're slept yeah. on a lot. I'm not saying that we don't like that. Trust me, we're from Philly. We love it. But I'm just saying, do you guys think that post-Super Bowl era, getting one of these bad boys has anything to do with, you know, us getting more respect? I don't think so. Um <laughs> We're one of the most hated franchise, and I think it's due to our fan base. Um, I think we're up there hated by the Cowboys. Like we saw that meme, this lady at the Redskins game was saying, I hate the Eagles fans are so obnoxious, and we have had that cloud over us um, our whole our whole time we've been Eagles fans. Like, everyone hates us. Like, I mean, there's – I think we were converting Arrow into a Eagles fan. Really? With us because he, he's, he is, he's, he's, bit, yeah. he's kind of down with the Steelers. Um, Ooh, I don't think we're going to get – no matter how many Super Bowls we win, I don't <laughs> think we're going to get respect at all because our fan base is very passionate about who we are and they hate us because we're, we're so obnoxious. So I don't think they're going to respect us anytime soon. And I don't think the Super Bowl helped us get, gain any respect at all. Yeah, yeah. I agree. People I, still I, say I, it's like a fluke, like – Arrow's one of them. It's a Super Bowl. You can't fluke a Super Bowl. I mean, a fluke is a fluke, but a ring is a ring. So, I mean, I'll take it. Who cares? Yeah. There's some uh, people that we we used to work with, Dutch. Uh, You still work with them. DM uh, that thinks it was a fluke. You should talk to him about that. He has a team in this league. You can say his name. (laughs) Ingo Matranga. Matranga. Isn't he an Eagles fan? Yes. He still calls it a fluke. Oh, who cares? You know, Anyways, Jack, Josh, let you guys take this. Yeah, no, I, I don't – this dude's an animal. Um, He played out of his mind um, against the commanders. Um, I'm not sure if A.J. Brown wasn't getting open, but this dude's a dog. He is, has the heart of a dog. He's he's tiny. He's not a big muscular dude, but he can go up for the ball, meet at the high point. And, I mean, I was very happy to see – that catch in the end zone, um, was it at the at the end of the second quarter? Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, right before right at the two, got the wind knocked out of him. Then he caught it in the corner of the end zone. Yep, corner. Yeah. And I think this uh, these capes are um, kind of remind me of the dog mask that we had when we went to the Super Bowl. 
I think it's a nice little thing we have that kind of gives us, I don't even know. Uh, so you buying your nine ninety nine bet off Amazon, like AJ Brown said? It gives us a little edge, a little edginess. Yeah, I think we have to have a thing. And I, I, I don't I don't like feeling this, but I am kind of feeling like how I did when we won the Super Bowl. We have to have a thing, Josh. It was the I agree with that. It was the ski masks in 2017 yep. and the dog masks. Yep. You gotta have a thing. This year it's Batman and, and shout out I, to Fisher K Designs too. I, I wanted to give my guy credit for making that Photoshop. Sorry, Jack. No, I think we need to have some kind of uh a mask, a cape going forward because we're playing. Well, AJ Brown got his 999 Amazon cape. Remember, he was telling everyone who bought it off Amazon for nine ninety nine. And now, and now, Kelsey's yeah. saying he wants to be the fat Batman. Like, it, yeah, it, it's nice to have. Yeah, him. everybody yeah, wants to be that, Batman yeah. now. But yeah, no, I, I'm saying. really, I will say, this dude's skinny, but he's also strong, and he knows when to meet the high point. Um, I think I'm excited to see what this kid does the rest of the season. He, when we were at the wideout, Dutch, that you were wanting. No, he's not AJ Brown. Don't get me wrong, but. Holy shit, he is underrated as a contested catcher because I'm not going to lie, KJ, Jack, and I were sitting in the Commander Stadium, the dump it is of FedEx Field, yep. and Rotting we're sitting ceiling. there, and all these Eagles fans, I'm not even going to lie, some of them were you know, kind of getting on my nerves. They kept smacking the shit out of the metal, and it yeah. gave me a migraine yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, and yeah. I don't even get migraines, but anyway, long story short, Devontae Smith took that headache away. With this catch, he goes up, and there's like two guys there, and he's tiny, like Jack said, but he looked huge. He jumped higher than everybody, went up, got the ball at the high point, brought it down, and just absolutely mossed the guy again in the end zone. So it's really nice to see Jalen Hurts distributing the ball around because that was one thing I was kind of worried about. Uh, you know, you have three phenomenal wide receivers. Are you going to be able to utilize all three of them or is it going to be one guy getting the majority yeah. of the catches? But I would say it is pretty evenly distributed. Yeah. Uh, I think Jalen, what did, what was the first game? AJ Brown had 155 and last week Devonte had what a buck 64 and then Quez had the big catch last week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I like him distributing the ball um, to all the receivers. We have one of the better receiving cores in the league this year. And I was getting a little nervous. Granted, AJ Brown was open first week, but now that we're getting, we got Calcaterra off one. Yeah, one that was a good play. Forty yard, forty yard pass. I think we had Dallas Goddard of what thirty-five yard touchdown. Yep. Use utilizing the weapons we have in our receiving core is going to set us apart and make us different. Like and make us like kind of like questionable. Who are they going to throw to? Blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I like how Haig is distributing the ball. Um, and, Jack, I hate to make this comparison, but there's a certain quarterback in NFL history oh. when he's at his be- when he was at his best winning a lot of titles for a certain unpopular yeah. Northeast. Tom Brady. Yeah. Team B12. When he's at, his, when he was at his best. Or- he was distributing it to Penn State lacrosse players, even. Yeah. You know, speaking of lacrosse players, I know a lacrosse player. Do you know what time it's for? Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. The lax king of Delaware. Yeah, thank you to Fancy Football Network for sponsoring this short. Uh, what we got on the board this week for the trivia question is which Eagle is the first in the NFL to record at least 30 interceptions and 30 forced fumbles, which Eagle is the first in the NFL to record at least 30 interceptions and 30 forced fumbles. Um, and we'll have the answer at the end of the uh, end of the show. KJ, did you want to say anything about uh, Devonte Smith? I mean, you were, you were going crazy yeah. with me. Yeah. Devonte has, I mean, he's honestly insane. And I would say I, – I think Jack was comparing him to a dog. Uh, I would say, honestly, he's like a Labrador. <laughs> he's like a Labrador retriever. I, I feel like A.J. Brown's more of like a Rottweiler. But then you got a Labrador retriever that just – I mean, you could say Labrador receiver, I guess you could say. Ah, but, uh, ah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think he had a great game. And, I mean, the, the catches he had. 
that one catch he had, what was it, like 50-plus yards, uh, Hurts was backing up, and he just launched that. And I just see Devontae down the field, and he just catches it. And then I think we just – I think it was the time where uh, Sirianni went for it on fourth down, and I was like, why are they going for it? And I just kicked the ball. But, uh, yeah, no, Devontae – He's good, and Jalen was spreading the ball out. Uh, as Jack said, Cal, uh, Calchero, whatever his name is. Calcatero, um, Cal uh, the tight end, who I think is actually really underrated, had that nice gain, and then Goddard had the touchdown. Uh, Devontae had many great catches, and then A.J. did good as well. I think to see A.J. Brown get his first touchdown as an Eagle, that was cool to see. I mean, that was awesome to just witness that and just see him go right in the end zone. But, uh, but, yeah, I think we have so many weapons. It's going to be hard for defenses to really pinpoint a certain receiver or a certain player. So, yeah, I, th- I think we got good potential. But, as I said before, let's not get our hopes up too much. So, but, uh, yeah, I like it so far. I'm happy. Do you think that we could use someone out there like Devontae Smith, another guy that is a spectacular teammate, makes great catches. And and really, that's what I love about Devontae Smith. He's the guy that's sharing about other people on his Instagram story, not himself. A yeah. selfless player out there, number 69, Salucci. 69. Dinger stitch. I'll be having their head, head stinging, Dutch. Are you going to be like the Chuck Concrete Charlie Concrete Tommy out there playing center I'm playing, and playing? I'm playing both ways, Dutch. Center, linebacker. And I'm throwing people to the ground. Go boom. Body bag. I, I think more in reality, he's playing left bench. If you had to make a comparison, I, I've been loving these Philadelphia Eagles superhero comparisons. Make a comparison of Tom Salucci on the football field to a superhero. Oh, boy. Anybody got a good one? Uh, Captain I'm Underpants. Because I'm probably uh, the most useless. Guy yeah, Captain Underpants. That's what I'd probably say. Like, I think in that hat, you could be like Captain America out there. Dutch! With the fucking, you know, shield. Yeah, but going off of that, um, I thought that this would be a cool topic. And yeah, I know. This graphic's kind of cool. Thank you. Um, but no, seriously, superhero comparisons. If you had to make a comparison to one guy on the team, obviously we've been talking about we got the skinny Batman. We got the... You know, yoked Batman. We got the fast Batman. Um, make a superhero comparison. So I made a couple of them for you. You don't have to make one of them on here. But does anybody have any off the top of their head that they'd like to go off of? Go ahead, McCoy. All right. I'm going to have to go with Jason Kelsey. And I'm going to say that Kelsey is, I'd probably say more like Hulk. I would say, or no, no, no. He's more Thor, I guess. Fat I'm Thor. More, <laughs> yeah, fat Thor. He's more like a fat uh, like a fat Thor, I would say he he's probably that kind of superhero. And then I'd probably go uh, with with Darius Slay. I would probably have to go with like Spider Man. I don't know, like uh, like yeah, I just think Spider Man because I mean he's just I don't know the way he, I mean on defense, I mean he does as much as the offensive side of the ball does. I mean he actually even had more catches in the Vikings game than Jalen Rager. So I mean yeah, I would probably say that uh. Yeah, I'd probably go Spider-Man for him. Tom, you look like you're fucking, you know, pondering life over there. I am pondering life. I'm trying to think of one that's not on here. I want to be original, Dutch. I so, got all right, it. I got I got all right, Josh, take it. Nick Sirianni, Nick Fury. Boom. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I'm not really sure if he's a superhero, but I'm gonna go with Malata as Juggernaut from the X-Men series. That dude, that dude is more big. Like, more like a supervillain. Yeah, he's a. I mean, that's dude. still a good comparison. Big dude, he can get those blocks. And Juggernaut, as you've seen him in movies and ca- cartoons, he just runs through people, and that's how I, I view Malata running through the defense. Lane Johnson is Thanos. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, oh, you guys are assholes. <laughs> All right, Devonte <laughs> Smith is. Spider-Man, baby. Um, The way that he goes up for that ball, the way that the ball just sticks to his hands and he gets the air knocked out of him, I've got Devontae Smith as Spider-Man. I know that they've been saying, you know, uh, he's Batman, he's this, he's that. I like him as Spider-Man better. Um, He's a selfless guy. Spider-Man is a selfless guy. I love KJ's comparison 
of Jason Kelsey to Fat Thor. He's got that luscious hair. Um, <laughs> I think that Miles Sanders the Hulk is an interesting one. I don't know if I would give him Hulk's strength. Yeah, I, uh, I would give him Hulk's maybe grit is a good word. Miles Sanders does want to succeed, um, and I can give him that. But that's that's pretty much all I got. Anybody else Boston, have anything? Boston's got his ant man. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I got to chuckle um, out of you, out of you, Jack. I I heard that. I'm gonna go with. Jalen Harris, I don't see, I don't view him as Superman. I view him as Green Arrow. He just launches the ball like an arrow through the air. I like oh, I get it. That's a real nice spot. I would probably go with Miles. I, I'm thinking this now. I would probably go with Miles Sanders. I'd probably go with Luke Cage. Why Luke Cage? I don't know. I just feel like he's I feel like he's strong, like Luke Cage, I feel like. And but like at the same time, yeah, I just feel like I don't know. I feel like he'd probably be like Luke Cage or something. <laughs> I uh, I feel like we should talk about this upcoming game briefly, kind of what we expect, and go from there. Zap, go start off, bud. What are you expecting? I expect. Uh, I I really like Trevor Lawrence. I think he's gonna have a good year. I think Doug Peterson is a quarterback whisperer, and I think he, Frank Wright was. No, I I never thought he was. Um, that that's ridiculous. Anyway, I think I think we're gonna get in Trevor Lawrence's face. I think that D line is going to um yeah, really cause issue for Trevor Lawrence. If I'm being honest, uh, like I said, I still think he's gonna have a fine career in the NFL. I think people who wrote him off last season are crazy, but I think I think we're gonna throw a lot of pressure in his face, and he's not gonna handle it well. And on offense, I think we're going to kind of do what we want, to be honest. I think we're going to run the ball. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a quiet game, to be honest, but I think it's because we're going to be really effective running the football. You mean when you say quiet, you mean throwing the ball in the air or – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I also think we're going to rely more on our running backs than we've seen um, the first three games. I think the Jaguars defense is able to be run on more than we've seen from other defenses this year so far. I think this is by far the weakest D-line we're going to see, like, in the first four games. So, yeah. What's your score prediction? 24-7. We're not going to score again. We're not going to need to score at halftime again. That's what I think. Okay. <laughs> That's not good to hear. I uh, know. I, I, this is going to be a, a dub for the, for the Eagles for sure. Um, and, I, and I agree with Zeb. I think it's going to be more of a running offense than our passing offense. Um, but – I think this is going to be a lot closer than we think it's going to be. I think it's going to be 24 to 14. I think they're at least score two touchdowns. Um, but the, the matter of fact is I, I, I think that we need to do something. Granted, if we're up by a touchdown or a field goal, score some points in the second half because the first four weeks, other than the Vikings, we don't really have that many uh, much of a competition, I, I don't think. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of true. The fact that we that we against these four weak opponents that we can't like progress in the second half kind of scares me down the road. Uh, but I think that I Jalen Hurts is going to have at least one rushing touchdown. Miles Sanders is going to have. I think it's going to be three touchdowns. Miles Sanders, Gainwell, and uh, what's his face, Boston Scott. I think they're going to score this week. Boston Market. And I mean the the. I don't know what they're going to do because I don't think the ja the Jaguars have much of a receiving core um, compared to the other. Christian Kirk, bro. Marvin they got Marvin Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. plays for the Panthers. Yeah, Panthers yeah. I'm, not really, I'm not really concerned about any of them, though. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it's going to be in the grindstone. I think it's going to be a, a rushing Lawrence and a rushing offense for the Jaguars. Score? Uh, I said 24-14. I think uh, we keep talking about all these revenge games and they all keep falling flat, and I think that trend continues. Um, I think it's going to be a very similar game to last week where we don't see a lot of blitzing because we don't have to. So I still think the Jags' offensive line is very weak. Um, I agree with Josh, though. I think Doug's a little bit of a quarterback whisperer, and Trevor Lawrence – has found his mojo again since losing it last year, but not really due to his fault. It's more Urban Meyer's fault. Um, 
But I think he's a better quarterback right now in this point in time than Carson Wentz is. And so we're going to see some more scoring this week from the Jaguars offense than we did the commanders. There's um, in terms of defense, they're a pretty weak defense. I think score a lot of points. Um, but I think we fall flat in the second half as in the trend continues. And we, this continues to be a, topic of conversation more that they're milking out the clock maybe than anything. So I'm going to go to a similar score to Jack. I think it's going to be 27, 10 is what I'm going to say. All right. I like everything you guys just said, but the Eagles are going to kick the shit out of the Jaguars. (laughs) It's going to be 48 to six. Welcome home, Doug. Um, I'll be the one to say it. 48-6. I think that the Eagles are just going to manhandle this team. Um, Their defense is solid. It's not what it was a couple years ago. The Eagles are far too deep at wide receiver and and at running back, I think, to have any excuses against this defense. And the defense that we have should also manhandle this uh, offense. A, A younger quarterback, not a rookie, but a younger QB, all that the Jaguars really have going for their offense is a solid run game. Um, and it's not even, I would say, because their line. I would say it's mainly because they have a good rotation of running backs. So if the Eagles can game plan for that, <laughs> I'm talking to you, Gannon, <laughs> Mr. No Scheme. Um, I think that the Eagles would be in a pretty good position uh, to win this game 48-6 to this week. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Eagles win as well. I think they'll win 35 to 21. I'll probably say. I think it's gonna be a little closer than people think. I just I just think that it will. But yeah, I as Dalt was just saying, our receivers. I mean, they're gonna have all the confidence in the world. Jalen Hurts is gonna have some confidence as well. Coming back to Philly, I just think yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a great game. And the the effort on the defensive side. Hopefully, we can get some picks this time as well. But, yeah, I think the Jaguars are going to really try and use the run. I mean, they got Robinson, James Robinson, I think that's who it is. And they got – I don't know if he changed been using the rotation because I really don't watch the Jaguars too much. But, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, the Jaguars really don't have too many key receivers. I mean, they had DJ Chark. He's on the Detroit Lions now, so he's gone. But, yeah, I, I'm not too concerned about the Jaguars, though. I'm not too concerned. And I, I think the Eagles get a dub and uh, we move on to the next game. Do you think this is a random question? Do you think the Dolphins will be three and one after this after this week? Who they played? The Bengals tomorrow. Yeah, I do. That's gonna be tough. I do think the Bengals are gonna win. Ah, I think the Bengals are pissed off right now. They're really like right now. I mean, obviously last year they had a great year, but now that they they lost the Cowboys, they lost to the uh, who was it? They lost to Steelers. Steelers. They're pissed off, and I think they want to they want to come out tomorrow and just punch Miami right in the mouth. And, I mean, we'll see if they do. But Burrow's got to get out of his head. I think Burrow's got to get out of his head. And I mean, that team uh, – and the thing is, too, I mean, they made some upgrades with their offensive line, but then it seems like they really didn't, though. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I can't believe um, at the end of the day that – the Dolphins are in the place that they're in, but I think that they're going to win. Anyways, speaking of awesome stadiums, I mean, Hard Rock yes, Stadium. Yes, you're forgetting our favorite one. part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before we get into that. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Again, thank you, Fantasy Football Network. Uh, the question again was, which Eagle is the first in the NFL? Which Eagle is the first in the NFL to record at least 30 interceptions and 30 forced fumbles? Um, and the answer is... Darius Slay. Wrong. Oh. Um, it is Brian Dawkins. 30 oh, wow. interceptions and 30 forced fumbles. He's a dog. That's why he's called the X-Men, baby. Oh, oh. I thought it would have been Lido Shepard. Lido nope. Shepard, yeah. Yo, Brian Dawkins is like Wolverine. If we're still he is. Weapon X. Ooh, I never had heard that one before. Or who was the guy that we tried to draft and replace Brian Dawkins? Macho something? Kayvon Wallace? Kayvon Wallace. No, no, I mean like way back, like when we first traded Dawkins. Quentin Michael? No, his name was Macho or whatever. He sucked. Emmanuel Macho? 
Yeah, and, no, and I know who that was. Yeah, yeah, he was the lineman I was yeah, gonna say. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, favorite away stadium. When you guys go to an away stadium, I know KJ McCoy's favorite is obviously the Commander Stadium after this weekend. <laughs> oh, um, rotting ceilings. But what is yeah. your guys' favorite, you know, away stadium? If you're not at home in good old Philadelphia, where would you like to go for an away game? Does anybody have an answer? I, I feel like Tommy has a really good uh, answer queued up. Oh, there's one that hits home. It hits my heart, Dutch. Fenway Park. There's nothing better than going to see a baseball game at Fenway hey, Park. Hey, Tom, I thought we were talking about football, not baseball. Yeah, well, I mean, they're – uh, no one cares about baseball, bro. What, I mean, what, Jack, do you know what you just did to him? He was a little kid with a piece of candy, super excited yeah. to talk about Fenway There's Park, and you just fucking smashed it. Yeah, and look, Wrigley Field in the background of it. There's nothing different about any NFL stadium in, in all of the NFL. They're all just big, giant ovals. Oh, so that's where you're wrong because the Buccaneers have a pirate ship. Baseball yeah. <laughs> has character. Baseball – where there's like a 60 foot high wall in left field just randomly hey tell me where there's another stadium where you have have different indents within the field and you have to have different rules of play baseball's the only place that's like that and Fenway Park is like that Fenway Park brings an electric atmosphere the fans are in it from from beginning to end you don't even have to be a fan of the Red Sox uh, even Yankees fans say go Red Sox, right, Colin? And like, <laughs> come on now, now, like, like we, like I, like it's just great from beginning to end. And there's nothing better than seventh inning, everybody standing up, arm in arm, singing "Sweet Caroline." And after you hear a good win, and they play that "Dirty Water" or that that good song "Dirty Water," and there's nothing better than hearing that crowd get into it it's just a great electric place to go see a game whatever, whatever. trader all right so wait it's a place we've been to or a place you don't have been? to have been there but preferably okay. what i've heard is that and i just heard about this from i forget who it was but i've heard that lambeau field is just historic and i mean amazing but then i've also heard that sofi is just futuristic as well but then if i want to go the baseball route I probably have to go with uh, what I've heard is uh, Wrigley Field is pretty cool. That's what I've heard. I mean, it's just historic. And, yeah, Yankee Stadium is pretty cool as well. Probably go with that. So, I, may, I may get a lot of uh, pitchforks and torches at my front door, but I've been there, and it's something different. Um, my favorite stadium that I've been to that's away, not, not Lincoln Financial Field, uh, is AT&T, whatever, the Cowboys Stadium. That, yeah. that place is wild. They have a full mall surrounding the rafters. Like, it's big. And I was there when it first was being built because um, I have family in Dallas. And it's just kind of eye-opening seeing how big it is and what is all inside of the stadium. Well, everything's bigger in Texas. It is. Zach, what about you? Um, I've never been to an away stadium. I've only been to Lincoln Financial Field once. Um, but I would agree with Jack on the Cowboys thing because I feel like every time we watch an Eagles Cowboys game in that stadium, like it's always like an intense game. Like like the the energy is always way up. Like it always has like major like big game vibes to it. Um, going the baseball route, not that I know anything. Fenway Park only because Jimmy Buffett had a live concert there in two thousand five. And he made an album off of that live concert, and it is my favorite Jimmy Buffett album. There's so, a lot of cool things that have happened at Fenway. Live at Fenway, Jimmy Buffett, 2005, look him up on Spotify. His intros before every song is just amazing. I do like your guys' answer of AT&T, because when you're kicking another team's ass in their own stadium, there's no better feeling than that. Um, and that's kind of how I feel partly about MetLife. I feel like every time we go to MetLife, we end up winning. Um, at least since our lifetime, it's got to be uh, lopsided. Yeah, I'll say but FedEx too. FedEx Field this weekend. FedEx too. FedEx is a good one. That, I would definitely agree with that. That felt good. But if if I had to pick one, believe it or not, guys, that I've been to that I really like that I think is an underrated NFL field, MNT uh, MNT Stadium is that what it's called? M&T Bank. M&T Bank in Baltimore. 
Yeah, what's it called? M&T Bank. M&T Bank Stadium. Yeah. M&T Bank Stadium is a really nice stadium. Very clean. Uh, very cleanly. You know, people are very polite there. It's comfortable. If you go there in October or September, Baltimore is a beautiful place to go in the fall. But if we're talking about uh, NBA stadiums, because nobody gave one, oh, yeah. uh, TD Garden, yep, it's really know. cool there. When I was younger, I went Who's to go see a Celtics game now? there. All right, I'm a trader now. I'll take it. But it was really freaking cool there in all seriousness. Yeah. So that's my answer. Fun fact, I was actually a Celtics ball boy for one game in Boston. My, my dad has What? A, I swear to God, my dad had a childhood friend who worked for the Celtics for a year. And he asked me, I beat him in a game of basketball in my backyard. And I said, you got to get me Celtics tickets. And uh, he went beyond and I was a ball boy. and Got to meet K- KG, gave me a noogie on the head. Swear to God. That's awesome. I, w- I was the, uh, I was on the ice for the um, national anthem for a Flyers game. I was in between Jeff Carter and Kimo Timonen. Oh, wow. A little sad. This is two names I haven't heard in God knows how long. Yeah, no, I got the fist bump the entire team when they like Sick. skated on the ice. All right. Yeah. Hockey, 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 hockey. That's all we got for you, though, guys. Eagles are going to be 4-0 when we come back next week. I'll give it to the guy who does the honors. Respect Dougie P. Yeah, he's that. Don't throw anything at him. Is that? But now you're going through a lot of shit. But remember it's one right. thing. Remember one thing. It's an outro, not an intro. So uh, hit that outro. And respect the DP, like Josh said. I love you.